Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. I think that more than anything, the response that people have had has brought up humanity in everything that we do. You know, I think that you know, we're social animals by nature, as Aristotle will say. So we're trying as many ways possible to connect through virtual means, be it instead of, you know, conference calls, we're doing video calls. Um, oftentimes those videos include children, like you hear here about daughter Ivy. You know, I think that when in moments where our normal has been disrupted, we tend to go to our most primal selves. And this is all about connecting. And I feel like people are finding ways to connect in ways that are more, uh, more pronounced than before. I see a spectrum of responses that all sort of go to the same thing. It's that there are a lot of memes, a lot of jokes, and oftentimes we, we tend to lean towards humor and comedy, but we don't know how to rationalize or get our heads around what's really happening. So we try to laugh to kind of mask fear or mask anxiety. What I think is really exciting or nothing else is really inspiring is that you see people bonding together. Again, finding ways to be human, helping people. For instance, last week, another colleague of mine and I, we decided to do a webinar for small business owners who are probably feeling the crunch. Why? Because he and I both kind of live in the entrepreneurial world. And we knew that if we're struggling, there are a lot of people who are struggling as well. How can we help? And this is sort of where humanity is at its best, is that we find ways to, to galvanize community, to help each other. And I've seen that more than ever, that people are, you know, um, uh, sending out information, sending out tips, sharing things that have been working well for them so that other people can benefit. You know, this is, this is people at our best cooperating. And I feel like the responses have been either, let's laugh it off because I don't know how to deal, deal with it, or let's find ways to, to come together. Brands have first thought about like kind of business as usual, which is why you've gotten emails about new sneaker drops or 20% off of J. Crew. You know, it's like, uh, now's not the time, guys. And I think that the severity of the situation has you know, become, has had greater gravity for everyone. I think that marketers are starting to realize that we're not operating in a pro forma situation, that things are different, therefore they have to be different. And you've seen a lot of brands have been shifting from producing the products that they normally make to start producing hand sanitizer and masks and ventilators to help people, right? This is where marketers really get a chance to shine. You know, we get to connect with people in real, real meaningful ways. And once we come out of this, once we melt from this, hopefully it would have endeared the brand to its consumers beyond the products that it puts in the world. What I think is interesting is that you've seen brands try to start a relationship. <laughs> it reminds me of, I haven't seen you since high school. And it's like, oh man, we haven't talked in 25 years. Let's get dinner. I want you to come over to the house, meet my family. It's like, yo, I haven't seen you in 25 years, dude. We don't have a relationship like that. And you see companies that you, know, you only have a transactional relationship with. I only bought from you two years ago, and the only emails I get are about a discount, a promotion, something of that nature. 
Now get this long sort of uh, sentimental email saying, we care about you during COVID-19. We're here to help and we're committed to you. Like, you don't even know me, right? And it's the same thing that's happening right now. I feel like that was the first kind of reaction to, we can't do business as usual. Let's tell people that we care because that's the right thing to do. That's what everyone is doing. And I think it's, at the very least, it is exposing the fact that you don't have real relationships with your consumers outside of transactional relationships. However, the brands who have, who have meaning in people's lives, the per, their first reaction were to, let's help. Right? It was you know, Zoom, who I think is probably the hero in all of this, beyond the first responders, and said, hey, we're going we're going to uh, give pro access to all universities so that they can start teaching online, so that they're helping people. This is the idea of utility beyond practicality in the products. I think allow these relationships to be fortified that I think will be longstanding once we're all done here. It's crucial. This is, this is digital at its finest. Information, communication, technologies have reduced what would normally be a normal decay between people. Again, think high school. We were really good friends in high school, went to different colleges in different states. We sort of stayed in touch. We graduated, lived in different states, different lives, different industries. And we hardly have a relationship, right? Relationships normally decay the less we see each other and spend time with each other. But now those relationships are able to, to decay slower, right? And this is what Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Tumblr has always provided. Now they're on a pedestal because this is the only means by which we can really we can communicate and connect. And the technologies are doing what they've always have done, but we, we don't take it for granted now. I was a little concerned about being able to not replicate my courses because I designed my courses for a particular experience that isn't just being in a medium, being in physical space, but about being active and having uh, activities and things of that nature to help deepen the learnings. So I was a little concerned about going to a zeros and one space, doing my classes through Zoom, because I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to replicate it, right? But what I quickly realized that that's not the goal. The goal isn't to reproduce my class online, but it's forced me to design a different class by and large. Not the material, but the means by which students learn the material, right? So the pedagogy has had to be altered a little bit. And honestly, I think that it's making me a better instructor. It's making me a better teacher because I have to think about new ways that students have hurdles of learning and new ways to design for interaction. There are a few ways that I've been thinking about using technology to interact with, with students and the, the broader public. One of the, the, most, the most profound ways is that I remove myself as being the professor who are professing information. Not that I normally did in class anyway, but I, I lean in more to social learning. That is, how do I help students facilitate conversations so that they can learn from each other. My advice for people who work from home, teaching remotely, relying on the technology to, to do what they do, I think that the most important thing right now is to be as human as possible, to help each other, to be empathetic, to understand that these are, this is a new world that we're living in, and it requires us to, to be as primal as possible. And our, our species is all about being connected, all about being tribal. And in these, in these times, we have to help each other. So whether it's in the classroom setting, 
whether it's a work setting, do everything you can to help our brothers and sisters. Like that's, that's, that's the name of the game right now. Faculty needs to be as prolific as possible. You know, we are, we have a mass, uh, a abundance of knowledge and typically we are sharing that knowledge in a classroom setting, but the benefit of having the restraints of our classroom removed is that the world is a classroom for us now. And the knowledge that we have, whether it's our experiences, whether it's our our specific um, our specific expertise, what we what we study, our field of study, like those things should be shared. So one way in which I've done that is take what normally is a, a regular office hours for my students, where I give them a Zoom link and they just kind of drop in and would just answer questions, have a discussion or whatever, whatever they want to do. It's an open drop in. I realize that there are other people out there who probably have marketing questions or who are small business owners are thinking, how is this affecting my business? How can I use marketing to, to rethink, reimagine the industry that I'm in so that I can not necessarily meet the same revenues that I had, but stop a leaky bucket. And I realized that there's people who can benefit from that. So instead of confining my office hours to students at the University of Michigan, I decided to do every Friday from one o'clock to 2 p.m. Eastern, is that I will op have open office hours for anybody. I'll put up a Zoom link for anyone. Anyone can drop in and ask questions with me. I know that I'm not the bearer of, of all knowledge, of course. So every week I bring on a guest to, uh, to co-host office hours with me. And each, each week they're kind of curated. We as professors, as academics, as scholars, this is the time to be prolific. This is the time to, to evangelize what we know to help each other. In times of uncertainty, we hold on to what is certain. Right? We can't control things around us. We can only control ourselves, who we are, and how we engage. And I think that there are things that are certain, whether it's your faith, at the very least, it's the people who are around you. So cling close to your people. This is about humanity. Not about the technology, it's about humanity. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.